Do you like Imagine Dragons? We got them. We got them. What's Imagine Dragons? They're a band for the youth, Tom. They're not, though. <laughs> then They're a band for people our age to say to the youth, do you like Imagine Dragons? Are they that lick you out like a crisp packet one? No. No, that's definitely <laughs> not them. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, they do. Emma quite likes Thunder. Yeah. We don't mind. I'm, I'm shocked. Dragons. I'm shocked and appalled. It's it's completely. Yeah, there's there's a song where the lyric is, "Turn you inside out like a crisp packet." I can't remember who it is. There's um. It's um. It's inoffensive modern music. It's like uh, the stereophonics or something like that, basically. Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. If you're joining us on the YouTube stream, hello to all of you out there in YouTube land. We are the Too Much Time on Our Hands team and as ever, I'm just going to go around the room. I'm just going to point in a random direction, but I'm going to pick a name out of the hat. So first of all, you say, you say a name, to... I'll say where they are. Okay, so uh, Dan first. Where's bottom he? right. Hi. He's bottom right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan, Hello. Hello. <laughs> okay, next up is Duncan. Bottom left. I feel like the University Challenge guy. There you go. Hello to Duncan. And then hello, hello. to Russ. Top right. Hello. That way. Correct. That right? That's yeah. right, yes. You can't hello. point you also can't point unless you know where you are. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, so I'm just okay. figure it out by now though, Tom. <laughs> and Tom, hello to me. Hello everyone. Top so left. I'm just I'm looking at the screen. I'm top left. Okay, awesome. So we are not just waffling on, uh, trying to work out where we are like the Brady Bunch. Uh, We actually have a topic in mind today. So we all have films that we know and love. There are good films, there are bad films. What we're going to be focusing on today are the good films that have bad scenes. And we're going to be talking about the bad scenes or the crap scenes or the ones that make us feel really awkward in good films that we know and love. Isn't that right, everyone? Isn't that what we're doing, everyone? Yes. What, what would you do now if we, just, if we just all said no? <laughs> well, then I'd say, well, let's flip reverse it like Blazing Squad and let's do the good scenes in bad films. Mm. No, but that's not what we're doing. We're doing the 1994 Coca-Cola Cup final. <laughs> our review of it. Wasn't that Aston Villa? One, versus... 3-1 against Man United. Yeah. Tell, yeah. Something, tell me something about that game. Some tell excellent, something, uh, excellent kicks. Two goals. Dean Saunders scored one goal. Uh, I want to say Andre Kinchelski has got sent off. I might be wrong though. This is about the point that your interest in British football ended and switched to American football, wasn't it? No, it's another like six years before the game completely folded in on itself. <laughs> and we have just lost all of our viewers. Yeah, come on. We're talking, to, we're talking to nerds here. Come on. Deal with yes. it. Okay. So why don't we open up proceedings? Who would like to go first? Shall I just pick a random light? Like, so random light, find your person. I'm Vic Reeves. <laughs> I love that you said random light and we all did Dove from Above. Absolutely. <laughs> from above um, so I'm going to do the whole dartboard thing. You. Are, you t- are we talking about who you're pointing at? <laughs> I'm pointing, pointing at Russ, right? right so that, I- that would be me, yeah. 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 So Russ, you go first. So I'm gonna start with. I don't, it's probably completely right. I don't really. It's not even really a specific scene. But basically, any bit that Jared Leto is in in Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> <laughs> because that's su- it's such a good movie. It's it's, it's beautiful. It's 
sort of ridiculously it, it genuinely makes you think it's very clever it does the whole chosen one thing with a really good mm. reason for why this person is the chosen one slash are they or um and then you have jared leto vamping it up as some sort of billionaire goth he's and being he's weird all the something time. right like he's he's there's there's been a film where he's been good right he's fine in fight club because he gets the shit beaten out yeah i just enjoyed that spoilers um <laughs> isn't he in um he's oh, good, what's it called he's good dallas. in dallas buyers club yes yeah that's, that's the one yeah yeah meet in the middle there duncan he's also he's also pretty good in um american psycho as uh Paul Owen, I think he is. He is. Or where, Alan, did it, Paul Allen. where did it all go wrong? Because it's like it feels like there's a cutoff point. It's thirty seconds to Mars, isn't it? Yeah, it's the, it's the point of it's... which nobody told him that he is far too old to be in a band like Thirty Seconds to Mars. Have you seen any of their cult shit? It's nuts. Like it's <laughs> yeah. genuinely nuts. Like they hire an island and people come along to the island and worship them all in robes. And I'd love to say I'm exaggerating, but I am not. Yeah, that's. Cr- that's there crazy. isn't a weird dark entity under a volcano in some really hot water there that asks them then I mean, to give up stuff. We're not going to even say what that is because as soon as we say what it is, it becomes a spoiler. So we'll yeah. leave that one there. Yeah. But people that know, they know. They know. Yeah. The Kodo. Um, <laughs> um, um, yeah. <laughs> It's um. I say I think there's a cutoff point. I, I think Suicide Squad just ruined him. Yeah, I think it was after I mean, Thirty Seconds to Mars did have at least one good album and a few yeah. good songs. Yeah, this is and, War was a good album. Yeah, and because from Yesterday is one of my is one of my faves, and we did go and see Thirty Seconds to Mars. And yeah, there is a bit of a cult feeling. <laughs> we did go and see them. We go every time they tour. We went to the island. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the. We ended up. Duncan has um, full we, sleeve we tattoos branded, on yeah. both arms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is um is by is by any chance the robe that you were wearing your backdrop now, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> That's your thirty cult. seconds to Mars. It's just what I what I uh, shave for my pubis. Um, <gasps> <laughs> but I don't. So I don't want this to turn into a into a non-specific rant about jared leto which it seems to have done but like genuinely he's not good in that movie the character's not good i don't know it may not necessarily be his fault it might not be very well written but the rest of the film is everything else in it is really really well put together in that film and it feels a little bit like nobody told him to just shut up and do it as it's written was this this was after suicide squad yeah Yeah, long after yeah that's why that film had about as big a mountain to climb as any film should. A sequel to a beloved sci-fi film. It, it shouldn't have been good. Film. Yeah. Really? Um, and it was, in my opinion, and I love Blade Runner. I think Blade Runner is the best Ridley Scott film, and that is an argument for another time. Uh, it sh- <laughs> shouldn't have been as good, and it was, in my opinion, as good as Blade Runner. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think Jared it could have been better. much better unless you had swapped out. <laughs> See Tom's Twitter. I'm just watching out for Tom's <laughs> Twitch. His eyes have narrowed. He's like, hmm, I know where you live. Mm. Sorry, so yeah, you think that Blade Runner is Ridley Scott's best film? I do. It's categorically not his best I mean, film. It's, it's, it's a great a film. Opinion. It's a genius film. It is. But it's not his best film. I mean, I think it is. But there, there, there we go. That's just my opinion. I love Aliens. So, so help I me, love, God. 
I mean, I love Kingdom of Heaven, but like it's. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, hang on, wasn't that Stanley Kubrick? Wasn't no, that that's that's really Scott. Mind Kingdom yeah. of Heaven. It's all right. Yeah, except it kept getting re-released and longer. Uh, mind you, so did Blade Runner. I'll shut up. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's yeah yeah no, no I, I love them. It's 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 like a one A one B thing. But Blade Runner is one of my all-time favorite films. So sure, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm. But yeah, but at the same time, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, great film. Uh, Ridley Scott did the right thing because he stopped directing so well, um, and um, and handed it over to someone else, but was still involved. Unlike Alien Covenant, um, <laughs> that film is so bad. Sorry. So bad. <laughs> um, Sorry, I think there's something something in my chest, isn't there? Just about to burst out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's then, it's a DVD box set of all the good Alien films. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then, yeah, you're right. Then Jared Leto's on the screen, and I'm just like, I don't want to uh, watch this. Yeah, <laughs> just, this is just not good. I mean, Everyone to be fair, though, in that case, that completely fulfills the brief of this, which 100%, is essentially which which films do you watch and which bits <laughs> that have certain bits that you just fast forward? You're like, no, don't need to see that. And <laughs> can I can I link in with with Russ with my my one of my Please first do. ones? Then hang on, random light, Dan. No, Dan. <laughs> good not, chat. Not I was that Dan. <laughs> um, Blade Runner <laughs> is my choice. Interesting. Uh, so I love the film. Uh, upon rewatching. I'm not so keen on how the two roman- how the two leads become romantically involved, which is a little bit rapey, if I'm honest. Like um, Harrison Ford just doesn't let her leave his apartment, mm. basically, and then then they're then they're madly in love, and it's like I'm not sure how that that's how that works really. Are you talking about Deckard and Rachel? Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit sort of it was okay in the seventies. Yeah, no, it's, it. it's, it's very. Except, it's, of course, it wasn't okay in the seventies. No. It's it's very kind of like this is what would happen in a film noir film. So let's do it. But it's like maybe don't. The, like the rest of it's pretty noirish. So why not just do something different and mm. and don't have why not turn it on its head and and have like a you know con, a, a sex scene that involves two consenting adults. Don't talk crazy, Daniel. <laughs> like it's Sam, it was the seventies. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I take it's just it all not back. how we did things back then. We'll take it all <laughs> yeah. back, yeah. But it's 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 a real shame because it's like a really like it's a smear on what is otherwise an amazing film. Yeah. Um, with, yes, um, it's one of those bits that has aged poorly oh, and totally. now just like feels like it needs to be got rid of. Yeah. Just do it with two action figures instead. <laughs> I, personally, I'd be much happier if that's how all sex when, scenes were done. When you uh, when you introduced this bit and you said yeah. the two leads, yeah. I thought you were referring to Deckard and Roy Batty, and I was thinking, oh yeah, no, I, I, think, I, I mean, think I've watched. Yeah, is that right. been a while, cut? but <laughs> yeah, is that the director's cut? Is that it's it's the the, the, the Blade Rammer? Yeah, uh, it's the version. <laughs> It's, it's the version that I've been oh, watching. No. That, that's what the one, that's Ridley Scott's best film. That's what I was talking about. What, what, it's, it, it might be a different Ridley Scott. You're thinking oh, of Blade yeah. Reamer. Yeah, his, his Blade name's Rimmer. spelled S K O T T. Yeah, Blade yeah. Reamer. There it you go. It might be uh, Rimley Scott. Rimley Scott. Rimley Scott. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah, so so it's yeah, not the two leads. That that, that was a bad way to describe it. the the <laughs> romantic involvement between Rachel and Deckard is yeah. a bit problematic. It's very problematic, in fact. 
<laughs> it is. And also, I don't, I don't particularly like it when Gaff, is it, it is Gaff, isn't it? Mm. Then the detective, um, his voice, disembodied voice, sort of follows them down the stairs while they're escaping at mm. the very end as well. That bit for me always feels a bit jarry. You know, it's like, mm. it's almost exposition for the sake of it. And it's like, you know, it's maybe one or two, one, one of two scenes that always jars a bit with me in the film. Yeah. So what's, with the little, what's with the little robot dude as well? Well, I mean, to be honest, there's... <laughs> Hang on, Blade Runner's shit. <laughs> no, but, but the funny thing is, like, you know, when, when you look back on these kind of films with, with today's kind of yeah. rose-tinted eyes, you do, you do notice stuff that, that you otherwise kind of, I mean, as a, sort of someone in the 70s watching mm. this film for the first time, probably just wouldn't have noticed mm. because it was cutting edge and groundbreaking and amazing. Mm. But I think we can all agree that billboard advertising has never looked better than in Blade Runner and still hasn't caught up with that. I, yeah. I think nearly every, so many sci-fi films have tried to capture what Blade Runner managed to do. And there has been one that's managed it so far, in my opinion, and that's Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, the cyberpunk, um, the cyberpunk aesthetic is actually yeah. incredibly difficult to, yeah, to, to, to get, get right in real life. It's hard to do convincing, Unless yeah. you yeah. basically lived on Stockton on Tees. <laughs> well, the other thing about Blade Runner is it... it no, had, that's where the inspiration came from. Yeah. Like, the look of all the... Yeah. In, of Blade Runner was because of growing up down Middlesbrough on the t- on Teesside. Mm. And it's because the industrial landscape from... Yeah, like all the, the flares of the yeah. oil yeah, depots yeah, yeah, yeah. of Middlesbrough. Yeah, and if you yeah. look at Middlesbrough, like, because... It's just full of robot hookers. Yeah, well, it's basically a dystopia, so... Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. Oh, it's a dystopia. Apparently, apparently someone was watching from Middlesbrough. They've gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, we've lost another one. Uh, yeah, so Blade Runner had that incredible aesthetic, but it was yeah. that was just part of it. It was yeah. also an incredibly compelling story told in Amazing. that world. Whereas too many films went, yeah, let's make it look a bit like Blade Runner. Yeah, end of I mean, end of planning. To be fair, Philip K. Dick did do quite a good job in the book. Like uh, the yeah. fi- film is pretty. Um, it's okay, isn't it? <laughs> Well, no, it's, it's very different feel in the book. It's sort yeah. of, it's much yeah. more. Um, it does a better. The film does a better job of fleshing it out, if you like. There's a different vibe to it. Like mm. in in the book, it's constantly going about how empty LA is and how you don't actually bump into that many people, and basically everyone's got an apartment building to themselves because hardly anyone's living on Earth anymore. Whereas the, yeah. and I think it was the right thing to do in the film. It's this throbbing, thriving, bustling metropolis. Also, I mean, while we're at it, the score is one of the best movie scores of all time as well. Um, yeah. yeah, unbelievably good. Yeah, it just fits so well. It's just so emotive and it's so simple as well, but it's, it's, it just works so well. To be fair, though, Ridley Scott in that era, I mean, most of the soundtracks from his films of that era are pitch perfect. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Stellar Artois, the choice yeah. of a new generation. <laughs> yeah. Dan's getting his rage on. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Like he Ridley Scott sees at one point saw films differently than than most other directors managed to, I think. So it's all the big picture. Yeah. The big picture. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm. Anyway, Blade Runner's got a shit bit in it that's very problematic. Fair dues. Random light. Duncan. Tom. Other way. 
I think I think maybe the maybe the pointing has, has run its course now. Um, so sticking oh, I... with another beloved seventies film, Star yeah. Wars: New Hope. Oh, but this this is more to do with when George Lucas decided actually we need to add bits in and do the revamp it so they're digitally remastered the bit i now have real issue with and at, at the time in the cinema i was like oh, okay no this is all right is han meeting jabba at the millennium falcon it is pile it doesn't it's not needed why add it in you could have left it out the film i mean there are the problems in the film but you know we will that's the bit that i have the main issue with yeah you know, it's do you know the problem i have I can't now tell the difference between the bits that they put in in Family Guy for a laugh with the stock puppets <laughs> and the bits that are actually in, the like, like in my head. It's all kind of jumbled into one because it's all so shit. The bit where he treads on Jabba's tail. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, that it's was like, that was that, dumb because it was that, shot that scene was filled with a, a human. Yeah. And at one point, yeah. Harrison Ford walks behind him. They, uh, they, they, out, they clearly they? they clearly did not have the technology to do that convincingly because he literally just goes it's awful yeah really and... like really badly done in a sort of you look at it and you think i'm pretty sure i could do better than that with after effects and he, and he goes you're a good man jabber it's mm. like yeah that's because he's been oh, talking he says, to a person. He says, also, you're a wonderful human being. Oh, yeah, that's it. You're a wonderful human being. Sorry. Yeah. I, I think he's being sarcastic, though, isn't he? Well, I mean, yeah, originally he was talking being. to an actual human being. Oh, okay. I'm with you now. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the, the whole bit's kind of problematic because it really works in the original trilogy that, it's, that, that Jab is this, like, faraway thing that he has to go back to. And, and it's a real surprise when you actually see Jabba. Mm. you don't need to see him in new hope it's, it's better this like this like the, the idea of jabber is better than actually seeing jabber mm. so it's better this idea of going, i've got to get money back to jabber because the whole time you're going oh jabber he sounds like a really bad person it's almost like the emperor actually yeah, the emperor 100%. who you who you don't really you don't see in person apart yeah. from the hologram in empire strikes back um yeah Duncan's knocked this out of the park, by the way. I think that is a really good choice. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in to yeah. the two. Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean also, you could obviously tie in with that pretty much any of the special edition tweaks. Yeah. But every time. Including, they... including the fact that he makes it that uh, Grebo shoots first. What uh, The mystery yes. around it is. <laughs> is the fact that it's just a it's going to be that long thing and then you watch it and you go oh he's tweaked it so it looks like that every tweet he's, he's made tweaks his head movement has made the films worse than the previous tweak as well right up to the plunky the like, big um, the big band scene that they added to return of the jedi the 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 musical number yeah. mm. an actual an actual fucking <laughs> musical number in jabba's palace <laughs> which actually starts like and then it has Cy Snoogles with the long lips yes. singing at a microphone. Doing ridiculous, yeah, doing ridiculous, like the sort of the singing right into the into the camera. It's what you do if this was like a three D cartoon. Yeah, yeah. She's literally. It's it almost like she's on top of the, the rest of it at all. Also, don't the, shit on the guys that played the original guys. Don't replace. Um, 
David Prowse. David Prowse was the original Force Ghost, wasn't he? I can't even remember now anymore. Yeah, I think so. No, it wasn't. No, David wasn't Prowse him. was the man in the suit. He was just the man when in the they, suit. Whereas when they took the mask off, it was played by an actor called Sebastian something. And anyway, that's yeah. who was the Force don't Ghost. replace him with that wanker from, um, from fucking the prequels. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Don't okay, so, so my oh, big voice. My biggest but, issue with this, my biggest yeah. issue with the Force Ghost stuff, I just had yeah. to get this off my chest because that is a bad scene for me in a good film, mm. Mm. Is, yeah. is was replacing that with Hayden Christensen. George Lucas said, a Jedi's Force Ghost mm. on the light side will reappear as they appeared when they were redeemed or, or when they died, when they were on the light side of the Force. Like... Darth Vader went back to the light side of the force at the end. So mm. he should appear as the crusty old dude who, who was, who he was playing then. He shouldn't come back as young Anakin. Cause yes, Anakin fell to the dark side when he was young, but he was redeemed at the end. Mm. So, you know, and also, so it's just, it, and people go, no, 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 but it's, but it, it, but it works. It's like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, it it doesn't Cause also that, you just have some bloke canon. turn up at the end. Yeah. Also it, it's the whole thing's a mess because you just got this other guy who just looks over and nods, go hi, and you're like, what? I mean, you <laughs> accept who it is, but at the same time, you're like, who the fuck is that other guy? You just assume it has to be Anakin rather than, um, than just some stranger. It, <laughs> He's to, like, oh. to be fair though, if you've watched if you've watched Rise of Skywalker before you've watched Return of the Jedi, you probably just assume it was one of the thousands of voices <laughs> that Ray heard. <laughs> Hey, 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 what's up? <laughs> you know, there is one other bit in New Hope that does annoy me, and I didn't realize that I had an issue with it. Is when Luke sees his aunt Owen, the, the, the bodies, the burnt out mm. farm, mm. it's its own emotional bit. You're like, oh. <gasps> And there's no emotion, and it's just like, really? I know he's not crying. It's, no, no, it's, no, but it's it's all done with the music. The John Williams score for that is absolutely. The score perfect. is perfect, but yeah, there's something missing. I was just watching yeah, it the other George day. George Lucas can't write emotional dialogue. He can yeah. say, "I'm going to do this now," and you leave it to John Williams to. But that would leave illustrate them, the emotion. Dot, dot, dot home. Yeah. And then he goes back to the sand crawler mm. and says to Obi Wan. Oh, they, they've been burned. And he goes, well, you must become a Jedi and you should come with me, mm. especially while you're feeling sad because that works out really well for Jedi. Come on, let's go. Let's go, fight. Let's go to Mos Eisley. I'm sure we'll, it'll be fine there. Yeah. The thing that saves I've that never had any experience with traumatised children going wrong when I start training them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that crossed my especially, mind at that point. Especially after their, their mum or parental figure has been killed in the mm. desert. Yeah. 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 This death comes as well. Yeah. Come, come to think of it, I think record. he was related to you, actually. So I'm sure it'll all be fine yeah. this time. It's fine. I've still got my CRB. Come with me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that well was a Family Guy reference, obviously. Hmm. <laughs> what What you got then, Tom? Now it's your turn. Um, okay, so the one that I was going to pick out of the park was da, 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 da. Uh, hang on so i'm just going through my list just deciding what to go up uh yes 
So I saw this on a list. So I basically did the usual thing when I do research things. I go to the internet and I see what they suggest. Yeah. <laughs> and then steal it. And then I, then <laughs> just like the Film Actors Guild in Team America, it's my duty to read things on the internet and then repeat what I've read as if it's my own opinion. But, I, <laughs> but the first one in this article absolutely got me. Mm-hmm. So it's at, the, it's at the end of Avengers Endgame when all of the female Oh, I, I had this bit as well when all the female superheroes appear to protect uh, Spider-Man, Phil Spider-Man. Phil Spider-Man. And it it does. It raises raises two big, strong arguments for me. First of all... A bit concerned about where this is going, but okay. (laughs) So so, so the the first thing for me is it just nails home how the female superheroes have been woefully underserved by by not having their own movies yet. Yeah. Now they are coming, I know, but it just all it did was underline it. And number two, it is a classic example of um, a film franchise that knows that it's going to piss people off and has pissed people off because it hasn't released mm. films about the other gender. And they are now. It's almost like that. That scene. I mean, that scene felt so forced. Yeah, and it, and it did really. It really jarred. Actually, it really jarred. And I, I think Avengers Endgame is a, is a top movie. It's really, really good. And I've actually made peace with the fact that Iron Man dies. It took a while, but I've, I've made peace. Spoilers. With it. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. But that. But that. Scene, literally everybody in the world has seen that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. But, but, but that scene is a is a woeful. Um, yeah, I think yeah, it does exactly. the, the 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 actors totally and it does great. the and it does the female superheroes themselves who should have their films. It does them a massive disservice. I, what I it just, does I'm, is yeah. it gets eleven fem- eleven women uh, amongst uh, uh, hundreds of superheroes at that point, and they get that um, they get the, the 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 gauntlet. They get it what about two hundred meters? So it's like it requires eleven of them to get that far why not have them just standing like toe to toe with like thor and saying look everything he can do i can do as well yeah because there are in that fight there are some really good moments you've got like carol headbutting thor oh it's so good um and then like you know taking a punch in the face with the power stone and you know dealing with it you've got um Iron Man and Pepper Potts with her in the rescue armor when they like are spinning around back to yeah. back, blasting the shit out of people. There's some awesome moments in it, but yeah, this it's just it's so like you you see them sort of start to tell me and you think, oh Christ, no, they're not really doing this, are they? And it could have been cool if like most of the people in that group had already had their own film. Mm. Yeah, it could have been quite cool. Mm. But when you're doing that, and at that time you're saying, well. After 25 movies, we are doing one what has got a woman in it, but it's not coming yet, and she's already dead. Mm. Well, they, it's they'd not already, great. To be fair, they'd already done Captain Marvel, and this is not me making excuses. It is ridiculous that it's taken this long to get a Black Widow film in the first place. Yeah, yeah here, here. Hmm. But even, like, like they, there's no reason why they couldn't have had... There are plenty of female superheroes that they could have that they could have gone for who, were, who would just pro- be a random new one. The problem they've got is... There, there aren't a massive amount that aren't in the X Men. Mm. So, like, and this is a Marvel. Uh, that, yeah, that, that is, is yeah. a that is a yeah. licensing problem. Not anymore. Yeah, no, no. But, now, now it should be fine. But the problem they had, I mean, there were still some, and they still massively underrepresented in the films. But they could, um, 
No, they could use the X-Men characters. They just couldn't refer to X-Men or the word mutants because they had um, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, because she was an Avenger as well as a, an X-Men. I'm going to say, like, I'm literally mm. looking at a picture of it right now, and it's mm. like when you say there's not that many, there's I, no feel, yeah. I, I feel like I'm looking at Pepper Pot standing next to Captain Marvel, who's standing next yeah. to Mantis, who's standing in front of Scarlet Witch, who's standing in front of the Valkyrie, who's standing next to um, the Wakandan gadget builder. So- Sure. The problem with a lot of sure. those characters are they are secondary to they are secondary characters. In, in most the, of them are supporting yeah. characters. I mean, at the yeah. end, of, realistically, and let's not even get started. What's on that Shuri one, doing we? in that fight? You know, yeah. she's not oh, a fighter. Shuri is one of my favourite characters. Yeah, she's awesome, but she's yeah. she's not a fighter. No, but and she has just the coolest toys. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's she's meant to be like. More techy than, than Iron Man, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, but so it, I, uh, yeah, it was it was an unearned moment of self congratulatory backslapping. Well, well there's the, um, yeah. the Wasp as well, yeah, yeah. But like, it just feels like it was it was there, there were characters they could have done something with. Why? Like, I look at something like Captain America: Winter Soldier, which for me is a success for Marvel. Hmm. Like, whatever happens, that that for me is where it went from. Okay, these are cool superhero films too. This film is amazing. This film does it, it. It takes it seriously. Why couldn't you have done something similar earlier with Black Widow? Yeah, there's no reason that there's no reason that film itself couldn't have been a Black Widow film. You wouldn't have been able no. to call it Winter Soldier or anything, but it's, you could have. There's also films. there's no reason why Ant Man and the Wasp couldn't have been just the Wasp, the Wasp, the Wasp. Yeah. and she could have actually done something interesting in it as opposed to just had a few fight scenes and gone. Oh, Scott. Even if he just turned up at the end or something and just been like, what have you been up to then? Yeah. And like she's been up to, yeah. She doesn't really do much in that movie. No. She doesn't have any growth. She doesn't have any sort of deep character moments. She's just sort of pissed off at Scott and then realises she fancies him still. Which Mm. is the the problem because all of her growth happens apparently between the other two, uh, between the two films. Mm. And again, it's one of those unseen things that actually could justify its own movie. You could have if even I'm being controversial. I don't know. You could have even had her like turning up to like the security firm, and then like he's not there, and then so then you've still got what's his face explaining things, <laughs> like in the film as well, and like what's his face? Oh God, what's his name? I can't Michael Douglas? No, no, Senna's character. Michael Peña's character. Ma- yeah, Michael Peña's Pena. yeah. Senna's Peña. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember what his character's name is. But you could have even had like him like going. So where's Scott then? Well, and then go into it like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you could so like. But the problem is, Paul. Do that noise again. That was that was hugely inaccurate. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the problem they've got is that Paul Rudd is a, is a big name, so they've got, he is yeah, but, but, but also uh, quite deservedly so as well. Yeah, I think. Paul but Rudd's they amazing. Don't, they yeah. don't. There was no need for that to happen. You know, they were no. starting to pivot in the right direction a bit mm. too slowly, but they were doing the right sort of things. But the way to kind of gain credibility in these is not to just put all your women in the same place at any one time. Yeah, and like you know, that was, that was my what, issue. How it. would that how would that have looked if they'd put all the black characters in one place at one time and gone look? Look, we've got some. It it wouldn't have been okay. You 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 gain credibility by just having these characters do awesome things. One of the best things Black Panther does is come in and beat the shit out of everyone else. Hmm. But he's just an awesome character. Like it, 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 yeah. 
like Black Panther just works as a movie as well. It's it's, it's James Bond in Wakanda. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So there we go. That's my one. I think we've. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think that's the good ones. I can link because we've mentioned the Winter Soldier. So <laughs> I thought Let's... I wouldn't. <laughs> I I did the. I was like, look, I know there was something that did irritate me in the Winter Soldier, but. I really want to do something so I can irritate Dan a bit. Okay. Mm. Um, right. So there were the very actual beginning of Winter Soldier, though I love the stealth thing on the mm. boat because it's so Mission Impossible, that kind of like Robert Ludlum type um, action thriller. But a lot of the fight scene stuff went on too long and they introduce a character who then a bad guy that looks like it's going to be a big bad but it doesn't really then feature again. It's one of the long sequence of fights. It's a bit annoying. It's it's just, I mean, it does sort of help set up for the rest of the film because it encompasses of what Captain America has been doing and what uh, everyone else is doing. And it then includes one of the other sort of main bads, but in some of that, and in some bits of Winter Soldier, it does sort of link more to what's happening in eight Marvel Agents of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. And so there is sometimes that that beginning that beginning bit sequence, uh, very intro sequence, A, is a wee bit longer than maybe it needs to be, and maybe the fight scenes are a wee bit annoying and the actual thing that really annoyed me and i knew it at the time and i did have to go back and go i am pretty sure about this all the cars are the same they're all bloody chevrolets no one drives anything else apart from a chevrolet it was yeah. the cars that fucking well that i mean that's that's so, just a yeah that's just product a placement consideration yeah, yeah. thing isn't it so like that's why iron man always drives fucking audis but it's my opinion dan so i'm allowed to be a bit pissed off no but i can tell i can still tell you why you're wrong um so it's um, i'm not so, so are you talking start, about the fight with him and Batroc, the uh, yeah, yeah, who is the, a character in the Marvel who, in the Marvel universe? See, yes, Algeria, yeah, but yeah, assassin, yeah, and so like it's a big deal that he is standing, he's he's standing toe to toe with Captain America, but he doesn't really explain that he's a big character in the MCU. You have to know he, the MCU. Well, I mean, he couldn't the, go. The, the, Hi, yeah. I'm Batroc. You know, you may have, uh, you may know me from such issues. Of... <laughs> but he doesn't, you don't need to know who he is to, to understand that it's a big but deal. But he then doesn't really up. play much more. Like he's built up in that bit as a bit more of a big bad. And then. I don't think he really... is like it, the film's called winter soldier. You know who the big bad is like, it's... yeah, Robert Pierce. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, small point of contention. The winter soldier is not the big bad of winter soldier. <laughs> But the, win- is, the Winter Soldier's not really in it very much. He's the guy. He, he's the he's the guy that he's fighting at the end. Like, this is the first action set piece of the film. This sets up that this is a day in the life of Captain America, and that's what's going on. So then, like, it's a case of that you see him work his way through a ship in the same way that you would see it in a comic as well. I'm just looking at the X-wing. That's amazing. Mm. Um, so when he comes up to this guy, you don't need to know who he is, but you do. You are you accept that this guy is someone that can stand relatively close to toe to toe with Captain America. They do the same thing in Civil War with um uh crossbones as well at the yeah, start. But he's got like yeah hydro- hydraulic yeah. fisters, hasn't he? But it's it's almost like a, a um <laughs> shot for shot remake, 
pretty much. Hydraulic fisters. <laughs> Hydraulic fisters. That's, what else would you call those things? If if I had a problem with, with super punchers, the, the other one bit in Winter Soldier, therefore, yeah. is the the basically ripping off Mission Impossible with the face thing. The face. Um, thing. Yeah, but they ripped that off of of many other things in the first place. Hmm. Yeah, but it's the kind but, of the printer, and then that's not an original idea. Like the the problem I, I've got is I would that have it's Captain America versus the face two helicarriers. The, the face nice. thing was a bit annoying because it's one of those things where they never we've use never it seen again. it before. Yeah, we've never seen it before, and you're like, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. "Can't you swap faces? That would be quite useful." Yeah, why um, don't you do that more often? And yeah. also, I was just really hoping it was Jenny Agutter beating the shit out of Robert Redford at the end, <laughs> and that would have been a nice twist as well. Yeah, like I mean, you can <laughs> she's like an ex Shield agent or something. Yeah, from back in the exactly, day, yeah. she could have been, I agree with she that. Could have been quite the ninja. I, and also, yeah, I'm not. I love this film. This is one of my all-time favourite films. But I know that's why I picked it. <laughs> I know, I know, and, and you, you, some nonsense. But at least, um, it's not the though. the shield helicarrier bits. They do go on a bit too long. <laughs> like it does yeah. feel like it's it, we get it, it's a bit boring. <laughs> like it's like it's mm. Captain America versus Shield helicarriers, basically. Um, I just like to say that I didn't defend Alien. Yeah. as as hard as this <laughs> i've got i've got a defense for it though that's the point like this is it does um, it is also yeah. that is the point at which people start to get very bored of marvel movies ending with a big explodey thing in the sky yeah, falling exactly. out the sky like it would have been better if it didn't if they'd have just pressed the button and they fell down but then they had to do the whole right we have to get to here and do this yeah. and do this and like i actually think it would have been just better if they'd have gone right we need to get to you need to get to the um, uh, the control sense to bring these things down. <laughs> that that would have worked better for me. But there we go. I don't know. Yeah, like I, I understand that. Like I, I spoke to people that, that said it's their least favourite. So we're saying that Winter Soldier is a shit movie with some shit bits in it. Dreadful, just awful. <laughs> <laughs> I did have to work hard to try and figure out if there were any <laughs> no, problems in Winter Soldier. I, so. I absolutely love you, Duncan, that those would those, because I was thinking, I was trying to think of some problems with Winter Soldier. And I, I nearly had the whole, like, the shield I mean, helicarrier bits a bit. I had to go on the internet to get reminders of the bits that might have been annoying. And <laughs> admittedly, it's like a weird attention to detail bits. Like, King Chevrolet's. It's like it's the same with Spider Man. That the only things he can drink are Dr Pepper and Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, and all his appliances are Sony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's funny that, isn't it? Yeah, if you went to the Sony store. Yeah, um, that's that's yeah. really jarring in um, Spider Verse as well because there's all these yeah. like reverse mirror versions of brands. So if you look around the sort of the Times Square scene, you can yeah. see posters for Backrub instead of Google, and sort of there's a poster. There's a there's a poster for the sequel to Shaun of the Dead in there somewhere. Dust Till Shaun. From Dust Till Shaun. But then the only real brand you see is Sony, which is written on fucking everything. Yeah. (laughs) Sony are never ones to let a product placement opportunity go amiss. Oh, no. No. Uh, In in, in Casino Royale, he's... James Bond is using a Sony fucking everything. Have you seen that um, Spider-Man's going to be in the PS4 and PS5 version of the Avengers game? Nice. But not in anything else. Spider-Man. Spiderman. 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 Is that it's a bit like Slenderman? Slenderman. Congealyman. Congealyman. Anyway. So uh we kind of went out of turn there. We started with Duncan, whereas we started with Dan. So mm. shall oh, so we started with Russ last time. So shall we go the other way and go well, Dan? It was all linking. Okay, yeah, okay. Absolutely. 
I mean, we've got to talk about the ghost blowjob, haven't we? Ugh, like it's got to come yeah. up eventually. Ghostbusters is is up there is like a film that I have loved since I was a child, right? Um, and for me, that scene serves no purpose whatsoever in the film, except that they obviously went, "Well, Dan Aykroyd can cross his eyes." <laughs> that, <laughs> Let's use that. Yeah, I don't really understand it. So it's, it's, in, it's in the montage, isn't it? It's in the montage. Yeah, they're doing the loads of, yeah. of work and then yeah. going and they're having a snooze, aren't yeah. they? And he has a dream about some floaty lady flight. It does feel a bit weird. It's it really does. weird. Also, they're meant to be busting ghosts, not busting in them. <laughs> busting like, a just, nut over them. Yeah. Oh, oh. Dan wrote that line long before he suggested the idea of doing this Hang on, podcast. let me just cross, cross that one out. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that, was, uh, that was one you thought up on the toilet, wasn't it? It was, yeah. <laughs> well, so he was busting a nut. <laughs> Watching Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, so, like, because the, the version I watched when I was a kid didn't have All that right. scene in it. I thought you were going to say the version I watched on, uh, whilst doing yeah, some... Ghost Nutters, uh, yeah. There we go, yeah. Um, watching a documentary. In fact, it was just all that one blowjob scene, and it goes on for an hour and a half. Um, but, yeah, no, it's... The version I watched was the uh, heavily edited version from TV that I had recorded on VHS. Mm-hmm. Um, and... That scene just wasn't in it. And you know what? It made no difference to the film whatsoever. Like, I still loved it when I was a kid. I reckon if I watched that VHS now, I'd still think that Ghostbusters was an amazing film. Funnily enough, mm. like, and this might be a bit of an odd, an odd thing to say, but it, it feels out, it feels off tone with the rest of the film. It's because, because it's not, because it's not a particularly smutty film anyway. Yeah. Um, aside from the fact that Sigourney Weaver once again found herself in a situation where I feel she was taken advantage of just a little bit in the costume department. Mm. Um, but again, it was okay because it was in the eighties. I'm going to make the star magic Jackson pitch to you. Okay. Jurassic park. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a montage scene in the middle where they're either running away from or helping, um, administer first aid to dinosaurs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing just ends with Jeff Goldblum asleep in the back of um, the back of one of the cars and he wakes up and there's a raptor giving him a nosh job. So like <laughs> that's in the movie. It's not only in the movie, in the movie. In the movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, potato dinosaur. <laughs> I'm just going to throw said... one in there myself. <laughs> yeah. You just said noun <laughs> and dinosaur. Noun. <laughs> just not I'm, 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 you're a I'm, child you you're the man of a child, child. you I do not like have we, a high iq <laughs> we might be reaching more be- more people here than than we have previously like different people maybe i'm going to look directly in the camera and i'm going to say this type in turn this video off and type in key and peel gremlins 2 mm. yeah you will not regret it it is the funniest one of the funniest sketches i've ever watched <laughs> It's amazing. Hi, y'all. Um, Star Star this, Magic Jackson. Jackson Jr. The, <laughs> the, the studio just sends me in when they're about to drop a deuce. <laughs> it is, we, we, if you're new to this, we will reference this a lot. So <laughs> We will. It will become part of the uh, too much time on our hands bingo cards. Grim and oh, yeah. the jazzle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But JJ was You want to yeah. put 
Hulk Hogan in this film. Breaking Cultural the fourth wall. Phenom. Breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> okay, this is done. <laughs> this picture is done. We got the Hulkster in this film. Yeah, you sir are a raging psychopath. psychopath. <laughs> Don't have changed. <laughs> Right, I'll, I'll, I'll run out of time. We've got to go. Oh, what was the film? He then he goes. Going to put some cowboys in Back to the Future Three. Anyway, what are we talking uh, about? I get the feeling. So Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. Got job. Yeah, so I get the feeling. <laughs> yeah. Stop Magic Jackson possibly put the blowjob in Ghostbusters. Yeah, absolutely, mm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, like. <laughs> wasn't 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 Ghost? I, I doubt from wasn't. Ghostbusters 2, the film that Bill Murray agreed to be in so that the studio would make a film that he actually wants to be in. I probably and can anyone remember what that film was? Because I do remember thinking Ghostbusters 2 was the better film. <laughs> like, I, I will find this out. Fans, I will find this out. Was it something like Stripes? It might have been Stripes. It was Stripes I know before Ghostbusters 2, I can't remember. Because you can tell, even even Bill Murray, who is a consummate professional, one of my favourite comedic actors, is um, is definitely phoning in Ghostbusters 2. I mean, he's he's there, but he's not really there, you know? <laughs> it's all right, though, because um, the uh, painter, the, the art restorer, is doing all the heavy lifting in that he's film. Doing anyway. all Vigo. <laughs> he's Vigo! Yeah. He's Vigo! Especially when he appears... Okay, let's let's move on to Ghostbusters 2. Weird bit when he t- turns up dressed as Mary Poppins with yes. the baby carriage, yeah. That, yeah. But for that, that is that is top that's not quality. Him, Actually, it's, it's, it him. Is, it's, it's top quality yeah. nightmare fuel. Actually, you know what? I quite like it. It's no, the nanny bit that's not yeah. him. Yeah, it is. It's him. It's is him. It? But Vigo's yeah. face appears over his yeah. at one point. It's Vigo. It's Vigo. Vigo. <laughs> but when uh, he goes to steal the baby, yeah, that's I thought that was just. A ghost nanny that's not the it's him. Person. it's him yeah, yeah it's yeah. him going full mrs doubtfire because beyond before because mrs. there's doubtfire. the bit where he the, the, the hallway's dark and he lights the hallway up by his eyes just lighting up which i never really understood because you wouldn't really be able to see would you that wouldn't help you see if your eyes were lights ah! <laughs> <laughs> it'd be difficult wouldn't it yeah duncan's trying to work this out and i'm, I'm all for it okay no Would that work it's... no no, no, I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm sure I watched it not long ago, and I was like, I'm sure that the ghost nanny was just a ghost. I didn't realise it was the art restorer guy. I'm pretty certain it is. I'm, I'm, I'm now not 100% certain, because you've made me doubt myself a little bit. Yeah, you should it is, doubt yourself. It is, it is. <laughs> you should doubt yourself, certainly. You should um, never be so sure. It's bad, you've you been put in your bad. place that Alien is not the best <laughs> Ridley Scott film. I, I, um... Uh, yeah, so anyway, Ghost Blowjob, completely unnecessary in a kid's film. <laughs> just yeah, it's, um, yeah, it is. It's uh, the evil ghost nanny. It is. It's just him in drag. It, I'm, I'm looking. Cool. I'm, it's on the internet, so it must be true. <laughs> Verified. Verified. Yes. And that one is put to bed. Click. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's it. I, I mean, there's not much more to say. I mean, it's, it's fairly self-explanatory. Ghost Blowjobs, not good in kids' films. Those mm. flaws jobs, fair dues. Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna steal this one before we go over to uh, Russ. That's right, right, isn't it? Mm. So time. before that we way. go over to Russ, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here and say uh, scenes of a sexual nature that really didn't need to be in a film and are, are incredibly awkward and actually I think undermine 
what I what is one of my favourite secret agent films. Oh, I thought you were um, going to say Deep Throat. <laughs> no, yeah, they needed <laughs> it really. Speaking speaking of Deep Throat, one of my favourite jokes that Rick Mail and Aid Edmondson ever wrote is when is during uh, the episode of Bottom where they go camping. <laughs> and just after they've had the massive fight um, in the, and they're all soaking wet after getting out of the um, pond, they, they're warming themselves over the fire and they're worrying about what they're going to eat. And uh, was it Richie turns to Eddie and he goes, this reminds me of that film where they had to eat each other. What was it called? And Eddie just goes, deep throat, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Um, yeah, anyway, sorry. So my, my one, which is the, which is the sex scene that I think under, undermines what is a great secret agent movie, is, of course, at the end of Kingsman, The Secret Service, which is a classic film, when it's, it's of course, the... Um, I don't really know how to say this in a very pleasant way, but the, 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 the princess that he rescues... Um, Norwegian. The Norwegian oh, princess, the Scandinavian, let's yeah. just say Scandinavian princess that he rescues, uh, basically offers up her uh, body... Uh, for um, a bit of sex. There we go. And so you know, so and, we, and it's not good are... enough to infer it. It they actually they actually sort of show a bit of it, and it it just again it's it, for me it's just even me and my wife were watching it together, and we'd seen the second one first. So when we watched the first one, we were like, oh, this is quite exciting, um, and we were just completely like, what the fuck like yeah so (laughs) it's fine to say what the fuck and we swear a lot but anal sex is out well, I no, it's, it's, it's just funny. People might be having their dinners. Anal sex. Like, he's not talking about the anal sex in the film. He's saying the fact that none of us said anal sex and we were all about And we're talking about basically, she says, I do, I do agree that it's, up the arse. it's, it, I think they were trying to like subvert or take the piss out of the sort of the James Bond, oh, we've saved the world. Now let's bone kind of way yeah. that those films always, always end. But it's, and we've talked about this before, you can't just do that thing, but with a bit of a wink and then somehow think you're being clever about it. Yeah. So like the, the, the fingering scene in the second one is also quite uncomfortable. <laughs> I haven't actually seen the second one yet. Mm. And I, look, I know I'm, the, the worst thing is though, it's, it's for me, it's because it's kind of casting aspersions on the, on the Eggsy character who is, who is painted as the, as a stereotypical council flat lout mm. to mm. start with. And almost like, you know, oh, that's what his sort get up to, which is, I think is quite dismissive of him, considering the enormous amount of character growth that Eggsy has during that film, only to, it almost completely undermines him as well, because he's like, yeah, I'm just about, to, <laughs> I've just saved the world, so now I'm going to, you know, <laughs> get it upper, you know, and it's like, it just, it just, I'm, I know, I know it sounds ridiculous, I know I'm being coy about swearing when usually I'm one of the first people to jump on the swear box, but I just, I just found it incredibly uncomfortable. It was, re- and I, so did she. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, lo- yeah. I love how sensitive you were right up until that point. Right up until the end. Yeah, right yeah, up until the end. Congrats, the, yeah. only, the only good thing about it is in the second one when Elton John basically does the same thing to, um, what's his face, Mark Darcy. Oh yeah. <laughs> The second one wasn't too bad, actually. Although I liked it. Although spoiler, pretty good. It wasn't as good as the first one, but it was good. No spoiler. The scene where Merlin um, sacrifices himself for um, 
you know, Darcy and Eggsy mm. uh, is genuinely heartbreaking, but also incredibly cool because he's singing Country Roads by yeah. John yeah. Denver, which is just genius. But he's not singing it like John Denver sings it. He's singing it like an operatic singer. Country Roads, <laughs> yeah. in, in a thick Scottish accent. Yeah, yeah, to the place. Uh, it's absolutely really good. superb. It's really good. It's, yeah. I, I, I like those films, but yeah, that is a bit weird. It's very completely strange. Un, completely unnecessary as well. Mm, unnecessary, agree. unneeded, unexpected, and mm. yeah, just strange. Yeah, it's you're, not the You're not being postmodern just by, just by doing something bigger than the thing you're taking the piss out of. Mm. Yeah. Damn. You're pointing at the camera, which might pointing be intimidating. It's pointing at Russ. That's quite a good way of doing it, isn't it? Pointing it straight into the camera. You're sort of pointing at all of us, really. You can see right yeah. up your fingernail. That's just What's that's up, just really Russ? bad. Dan, move move that finger, because it's very unfortunate. <laughs> What's wrong with my fingers? No, it's just the way it was sort of sprouting up from the bottom of your frame. <laughs> uh one of the many endings of Return of the King, specifically. <laughs> yeah. Specifically yes. the bit that we're all thinking. One, two, three. <laughs> Which is that, that YouTube version of it is now utterly inseparable in my brain from the original. That's just, that just a scene from the film. Uh, Gandalf. Yeah. Same way as I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't separate the actual Pet Shop Boys song and Inner City Pressure from no, the Concords. No, they are the yeah. same now. You walk across the back. You walk across the street. You don't know why you did. You walk back across, across the street. What? <laughs> well, no, my favourite line from that. Synthesizers. My favourite line from that is: So you think maybe you'll be a prostitute just to pay for your lessons? You learn the flute. Ladies wouldn't pay you very much for this. Looks like you'll never be a concert flautist. Yeah, like, that's brilliant. That's great line. That's brilliant. <laughs> We watched some of Flight of the Concourse a little while ago. So good. It is perfect. It is really good, yeah. Oh, man. I just, I, I, Jermaine, the, the prostitute song. You don't have to be a prostitute. No, 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 no. <laughs> just you don't have to be a man whore. Well, it's meant to be Roxanne, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. just meant to, yeah. First, there is some more sort of specific songs they were ripping off or, you know, homaging or whatever. But there you go. That's an example of how to rip off or homage or take the piss out of something in a really good way as opposed to just going up the bum yeah exactly sugar lumps oh my god my sugar lumps are two of a kind sweet and white and highly refined (laughs) (laughs) chilling in my store doing my thing in what's a guy with his dick in his sleeve holy shit what's happened to you (laughs) how much would you give me for the family jewels (laughs) said frisbee That's ten bucks. Ten hippopotamus bucks versus rhinoceros, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm the hip hop eponymous. My, my lyrics are bottomless. Uh, uh, um. <laughs> I've run out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like the guy that phosphorus. There's no tea party like a. Was it? There's no tea party like my nana's tea party. Oh, hey. Oh, okay. Well, we'll pencil. We'll pencil a love letters to flight the Concords in then at some point. Absolutely. Uh, but let's so get back, back to the Return of the King. Yeah, Return of the King. Just. No, no real sort of like big film running reasons. It's just a bit of a stupid scene, yeah. and it could, yeah. you know, it could have been done. Why is it all in slow motion? It could have just been done in ten yeah. seconds. Hey, we're all here. Brilliant. <laughs> Move on to the next one of ending seven of twelve. 
<laughs> especially if you're watching the extended edition of that film you're going a bit funny by then you're approaching the fourth <laughs> hour and we did we did once we watched all three extended versions at in 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 one session mm. and we had lost it by the end like we couldn't see properly the, by the end it was, was just that, too much was that in the weird flat you guys used to share no, no that I think was that was, it was before the weird flat. Actually, yeah. this is somebody else's weird flat, which was <laughs> that was a weirder flat. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it was it was a good twelve hours of Lord of the Rings, and yeah, that by was, the end you just round... wanted it to finish. Anyway, yeah, um... are we losing Dan? Were you losing me? Yeah, sorry. It's just uh, keep oh, talking. We can hear you, and you're just sitting there looking mildly concerned. <laughs> <laughs> so the king has too many endings. Yes, it does. It has an ending yeah. problem, is what it has. Despite the fact they actually omitted one of the endings from the books, mm. um, we still have far too many endings. One of the endings of the books was Saruman going and fucking up the Hobbit Hobbit place, was it? The Hobbit yeah. Hobbit place, yeah. Mm. Hobbiton. Literally raising well, the, it the, to the whole ground. Shire. Well, well no, he, they, kind of, he doesn't raise it, he, he turns it into a it. little dictatorship. Mm. Mm. Um, and there's some sort of deep allegorical meaning that i don't quite remember what it is maybe then, that's why they they maybe that's why they cut it out because the slow mo well maybe that's why they've made the thing slow motion it's it's a bit of a downer of an ending like, i think it's i think out. it's meant to be sort of like you know after going on this life-changing experience you can't just go back to how things are before but yeah, well it, it would have been a is... bit of a shitty thing to pop on the end of the film that's true actually it's a bit in the book i'm not massively keen on because you get to the end of the book and suddenly merry and pippin are expert generals in informing and they're like hang on they they didn't really do anything they i mean they did stuff but it's not like they were (laughs) there as part of they're like now we can we know how to form rank we we can organize them we can strategize they'd have picked up a tip or two that way. Yeah, <laughs> they certainly picked up each other's <laughs> yeah. all lads together in the army and um, also they're um, having drunk tree beards red bull stuff they're sort of taller and stronger than your average hobbit aren't they yeah in the in the books which is fine and Dan, most Dan's of it... fucked off don't blame yeah. him really he's, do- he's doing a me yeah yeah Oh, well, this is now really difficult for him though because he's in charge of the recording and he's not getting any of this and also he's sitting there on his own going shit what do i do now <laughs> are we so still live so, so lucky yeah we're lucky still live but he's recording this to be the podcast uh, he's not getting any of this gold and he doesn't have any idea what's going on with the rest of us <laughs> so this is this is lucky for all you youtubers out there at the yeah, moment this you YouTube are seeing all this. This, yeah this is exclusive content so what we're going to do so we're going to cut this out we're going to top and tail it with an intro card and an end card, and we're just going to put this out as another video on our YouTube channel. You yeah. guys can for your hearts content. We'll put it behind a paywall as well, just to make it even <laughs> more exclusive. He's back. He's back. Should we let him in? No. Yeah, let's let him back in. <laughs> no, this is super exclusive, like a spa with sexy Boom. massage. There he is. And that's why Dan's mum will always be my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, hey, Dan. How's it going? You're right. Hi, oh, yeah. Sorry, my computer just shut, so shut down on its own just, uh, also just got such a look like don't don't be so loud you wake up villain um also yeah gonna be a bit of a gap on the uh, podcast recording so i do apologize there yeah well, you just missed some absolute gold you weren't know, just I, you weren't I, just freestyle rapping for that 30 second break no because the computer shut down so yeah what did i miss 
Oh, well, the computer, that right, the computer you're recording the podcast on shut down. Yeah. yeah oh, well, that's going to be a nice for you to sort out, isn't it? And have we got any more then? Or, Don't worry, or we've, we've got a plan. We're just going to take the audio from the, uh, from the video. And there you go. Podcast. Done. We were, dis- we were discussing how Merry and Pippin had drunk uh, uh, three beards juice. I don't know. Well, I think... well, once once your video is on YouTube, you can download it again, and then it's just a yeah. case of splitting out the audio. I don't know it's magic you, um, juice. I don't know if you can do that from live videos because there is no original video that you uploaded. But I'll have a look and see if we can do it. Cool. Okay, it this is admin, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Here, here's the thing that I didn't know you could do. But if you go onto YouTube um, and you find a video that you like and you want to create a GIF form, a GIF from or a gif from i don't know how you say it is it gif or gif anyway it's gif just it's gif so if you just in front of the url after http colon backslash backslash www dot if you put gif dot and then the youtube url it takes you to a gif creator where you can literally choose a top and tail clip and you can just export it as a gif oh nice crazy world we live in crazy world anyway slow motion Lord of the Rings ending five thousand. Mm-hmm. That was Russ. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, to, I think you could kind of you could pick any one of the ending bits of Lord of the Rings, but it probably needs one or two of them trimmed out. Oh yeah, totally agree. I with think that. so. It's a thicket waiting to be pruned. I mm. think. I mean, you could just yeah. cut. They could have really montaged the the coronation, mm. and yeah. that would have saved about twenty minutes. I know. Showing There's the a, whole ceremony was a. There is a mistake. lot of slow motion at the end. There isn't there. Reminds me of Dark Place, where he's going, and well, the episodes were turning out to be only about nine minutes long. So, yes, there is a lot of slow motion that we've added to bulk things out a bit. <laughs> so this was four hours long already. And sick. Um, so, yeah, so where were we? Uh, we did Dan, then to Duncan, then to... So no, it was... Russ, it's now you. Oh, is it me again? Have we done Dan for the second yeah, time? Yeah, I, I said... Um... Ghostbusters blowjob. Ghostbusters blowjob. Oh, we, we have been churning out this absolute solid gold for over an hour now, so we could uh, feel free to start steering I've this got, puppy got, home. Let's, let's have got, a quick, we, quick fire, quick should, fire, quick fire. Quick, quick fire. Okay, so my quick fire uh, at the end of Mean Girls, after all of the. <laughs> <laughs> just going to leave that hanging in the air like the bad fart that it is. At the end Why of not, Mean yeah. Girls, uh, when Janice ends up with a boy after her whole story arc has been about how. She was being bullied uh, in a homophobic way by one of the mean girls. I just think yeah. it's an opportunity. I think it was, maybe it was meant to be something about like people just assumed she was a lesbian because of the way she acted. Mm. Maybe, but it, yeah, it could it probably would have been a bit more satisfying if she actually had been. Absolutely, yeah. But that's it. That's my that's one of my, my last one. Quick fire. Uh, what about Dan? Okay, so I'm going to talk about a film that has. Dan Aykroyd, Sidney Poitier, Robert Redford, um, Mary McDonnell, uh, River Phoenix, and David Strathairn in it. And it's particularly David Strathairn that's responsible for this bit. This is Apocalypse a, Now? No, this is the film Sneakers. Um, <laughs> and we are going to talk about the fact that there is a point when the blind guy drives the van and it's, it's all like comedy. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's genius. It's like, we don't, the blind guy in Sneakers... I, I managed to fit it into this conversation which I'm quite <laughs> chuffed about um, whose name is Whistler by the way he, has, he hasn't got a name we should, we should maybe start calling him by that um, he, 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 there's, a, there's a bit in this film 
that so, so i want to imagine again right this this is like a proto uh remake of oceans 11 sneakers is in the sense that that is a hell of a cast rob redford and sydney poitier same film unbelievable mm. okay so i want you to imagine oceans 11 if they said right one of them is blind that's a really cool twist okay the tech guy's blind okay i love it okay yeah he's driving the van I don't know whether that's going to fit in with what we're doing with the cool people with the suits and the trying to escape from things. Personally, uh, he drives. Nice. He drives a van, and it's it's considered like comic relief. In actual fact, it would be very terrifying for everyone involved. It's also quite dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Stevie Wonder used to do that. He used to go. Should we go down the um <laughs> the shops? I don't know. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, go go down Costco's. Go to Costco, get some refreshers, um, and um, they'd go. Yeah, and he goes cool. I'll drive. And he used to have a car, and he used to then sit in the car and turn the key in the ignition and see what the reaction or not see, but, but hear what the reaction was from um, from the other person. <laughs> Going to the spa to get some burger bites. Yeah. That was very good. That was almost on on par with Bo Selector, where their their version of Stevie Wonder would sort of be wheeled in. And he'd go, see you later, but I won't see you. And they <laughs> wheel him off. Well, Stephen like... Steve Wonder clearly has an amazing sense of humour, mm. is all I'll say, because, yeah. I mean, he was in that blue video, wasn't he? He was in the blue music <laughs> video. Hilarious. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, okay, Duncan. Because we just watched it the other day, Lady and the Tramp. Um, the spaghetti scene? No, no. Siamese cats. What the fuck? Oh, Everyone God. knows. Yes. We are Siamese. A, now, obviously, it's incredibly sensitive. But everyone remembers them. They play no further part in the film. They are perfectly set up to be the big bads. Why, why bother? I mean, it does put the lady in a difficult position, which is fine. But they have a whole thing. And then they fuck off. Mm-hmm. That's it. It really annoyed me. I mean, it, I was like, oh, this is really famous. And it's the smallest of songs, but everyone remembers it. Everyone remembers them being evil cats, and then they fuck off. Really fucking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, like, that. super racist. So, you know. Yeah. Super racist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, on par with the crows yeah. from Dumbo. And Dan, Dan's saying that in a bad way. It's not like, super racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to clarify, because sometimes, you know, he's I don't think people would have seen it that way until you mentioned it. I think that's just made it worse. But yeah, no. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Russ, last one. See us out. Pretty much any Quentin Tarantino cameo. <laughs> <laughs> the man's not a brilliant actor. He's not. Except for Jimmy in Pulp Fiction. No, I disagree. I, d- I don't like Jimmy in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. He's not like, he should be fucking terrified. Yeah, with like, but he's, but he's instead of just be... like being this sort of quippy, you know, slightly narked. Do you know who Quentin Tarantino is really good at playing in films? Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. He always just plays himself in the films. Except for the time, like... except for in Django Unchained, when he plays the Australian. I mean, apparently, 
you know, plays in Australia. Mm. If that accent is anything to go by, it's about as good as uh, Dick Van Dyke's Cockney uh, accent. Yeah, that's brilliant. Don't insult him. Dick Van Dyke's Cockney accent Mary. is responsible for so many bad Americans doing British accents. Oh, Mary, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Mary oh, Poppins. Actually, that that's another irrelevant bit as well. My wife was the one that suggested this. She said it's the bit where they sing the whole... Um, isn't it a lovely day with Mary? You know, it's the whole kind of romance, kind of weird song that her, her and um, her and Dick Van Dyke sing. And it's, she said it's just so weird because they're meant to be friends, they're meant to be fond of each other, but they still decided to do like a romantic little song. Yeah. You know, we need clarity. Are him and Mary Poppins banging? We need to yeah. know. It is it interdimensional? Is is he giving her a proper chim chim charu? You know, <laughs> is, it, is he is he like a sort of fellow you know interdimensional time traveling chimney sweep? I mean, the I way of, yeah, like Captain Jack to to Doctor Who kind of thing. yeah yeah okay I'd buy that. No, I I do have one more. Duncan's got uh, one more. Quickly. Duncan's going to see us. Uh, Duncan's going to see us out. Golden Eye. BMW Z3 when he drives down with the plane landing. Why have the Z3 plays no part in the film? We're going to do this again, aren't we, Duncan? (laughs) It just it like you can tell that they didn't have much budget for that because you have the whole bit where Q walks around the car going, it's got multifunction heads-up display and radar tracking and behind the headlights stinger missiles, and you never fucking see any of it apart from a little (laughs) bit that goes beep 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 when a plane is about three foot above them anyway. Yeah, it's just anything that car. It's just pointless. It really. It also the BMW Z3. That is that is that is a, you know, that's a hairdresser's car. It's not not James (laughs) Bond's car. Yeah, Yeah. it's very strange, isn't it? I mean, James Bond has never really been about uh, petite sports cars. He's always been about. It's always been about muscle engines. Like you know, the the Aston Martin DB5 had a fucking four liter engine. I mean, it was an immense thing under the bonnet, whereas the Z3 is very woefully underpowered. I mean, to be fair, the whole BMW era of wasn't, Bond it wasn't great, was a bit was it? weird. As well. it just looked like strange. a chief executive. Yeah, he, so he went, from being, he went from driving a Z3 to like, it was just like a 7 Series. It's just like he'd, you know, done yeah, well just, on his company car scheme. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and it's, and it, you know, MI5 Q, taking cuts. In, in Tomorrow Never Dies, Q is even dressed up as a Hertz employee. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's literally like they've gone, that one. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, um, cool. Couple, any any, any more of, for any more? Couple of uh, ones from people that yes. uh, are involved. Uh, earlier, we got sent one from Phil Knuckles. Says uh, the Canto Bite scene from Last Jedi. Yeah, uh, love the movie except that bit with the casino and weird giraffe horses seems a bit out of place. Yeah, yes. I agree. Although like, I'd, I'd probably tack on another one to that, and thank you for that. But I'd probably say also the Kylo Ren shirtless scene is probably one no, of those. Love it. Just meant, no, I love fundamentals it. Fundamentals. I, <laughs> I love love how high his trousers are. Like, I mean, that's... they are they're, they're Simon Cowell's family motto: yeah. "Wear your trousers high, son." <laughs> they're me. They're me when I'm just fucking around with my pajama bottoms that I realise they're really loose. I can put them like really high up. Yeah, where it looks like you've got a bullfrog in your pants. <laughs> and stick stick my arms in and go, "Look, I'm an egg." That's yeah, a costume for the next live stream sorted out. Problem solved. Yeah. No, so there um, we go. Paul Edge watching. Paul, uh, he says, um, "Hey, Paul, how you doing?" Uh, super racist is. Uh, I'm not going to read the name out. 
It's what the black guy is called in uh, Mash, the MASH movie. I love that film, but I can't watch it because it winds him up. Mm-hmm. There's so many Fair films enough. like from the past that are like that. Uh, Dan Buster springs to mind as well. With the dog, yeah. Yep. 100%, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's... Um, well, that was that was the dog's actual name. Yes, it was, it was yeah. Yeah, which is, I, is I causing its own art- problems. I think some artistic... <laughs> the dog didn't... Yeah. I think some artistic license to maybe change things in, in, in moments like that yeah. might be allowed. Like, I, I'm 90% certain that Dan Busters isn't 100% accurate. Yeah, well, it's not. that's the yeah. thing they decided to go for real historical exactly, accuracy on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a bit it's weird. not actually. I mean, while the bouncing bomb was responsible for, I think, the, the destruction of at least a couple of dams, it definitely didn't. It definitely didn't have the impact that I think they all expected it to have. In fact, I think it didn't just standard bombing of the other dams mm. reap much more, much more convincing results. Yeah, um, it didn't exactly flood the Rhineland like they thought it was going to flood it. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Enough speculation of history. Is there anything else for anymore? Or are we all done? I think we're all no, done. I think we're out. We're all mm. done. Okay, so thank you to everyone who has been watching us on YouTube. It's been a pleasure to, uh, we hope, entertain you for the last hour or so. Thank you very much, you're committed people. And, of course, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you know, whenever you get around to listening to it, thanks very much for listening as well. We've been the too much time on our hands team. I'll do the goodbyes in just a second. But if you want to interact with us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, or Twitter... The handle is at TMTOOH. Don't forget that we've got our sister pod, Theatrical Cut, here on Facebook and Instagram with the handle at Theatrical Cut Pod. We're going to say goodbye to Dan. Uh, I'm going to say like and subscribe to the, the, the podcast on YouTube. Don't forget that. Tell your friends. And also, if you could leave us a review on any of the, um, any of the uh, podcast services, that would be amazing. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying is goodbye. And also going to say goodbye. Excellent, excellent. Yes, absolutely. Like and subscribe, uh, link in the bio, etc. Duncan, goodbye. Goodbye to everyone. Russ, goodbye. Ta-ra. And it's goodbye from me, Tom. And on that note, let's cue the music.